0: Let's pray together. Church. Oh, Father, you are good. You have made something beautiful of our lives. We thank you. God, we thank you. We ask for your grace to allow us to see that, to rejoice in that. And, Father, as we look through the scripture this morning, oh, God, we crave for you to show us your glory by your spirit, awaken our minds, renew us that we might see Jesus this morning. That is our cry. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I knew a baseball player in the 90s who played on the LSU baseball team. And if you remember the LSU baseball team in the '90s, I know you do. Coach, uh, he was on one of the teams that won the national championship. I forget which one. I think it was '96, maybe, or in that range. <clears throat> and he shared that after they won the national championship game that year, it was it was exhilarating for a moment walking. To that road and, and winning that championship but he said after the game he was discouraged and, and it, it was not what he was expecting to happen he said after the game a couple of hours after he said he felt an emptiness and he described it in that all that he had worked for And accomplished was finished. What am I supposed to do next? And there was an emptiness in his his soul. And he said, I just sat on my bed and turned on my video game. Started playing. Because I didn't know what to do next. I give you that story because the reality of life is even the pinnacle of what you have sought to achieve, whether you achieve it or fail, at some point, it doesn't give you what you're looking for. And as the words of the famous song says by you 2 I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I've looked high, I've looked low, I've looked everywhere. I want you to keep that in mind because as we study the scripture, uh, this is something good. The Lord has put into each one of us a, a craving that goes further than what can be fulfilled on a baseball diamond. The Lord has put in you a craving that goes further than what you can achieve as a parent or an entrepreneur or someone working shift job even someone working as a pastor or in the church God has put into you a craving for something more and i want you to keep that in mind as we walk through john chapter 6 together now let me give you some context of John chapter six. Jesus has been healing. If you've read through the Gospels this week, uh, we're walking through the Bible together. You know we have our our creation, fall, redemption, kingdom uh, that we're working through. That that protocol that we're working through. We're in this kingdom phase now. That the, the kingdom of God is here, and Jesus is offering a kingdom that is deeper and more fulfilling. than than anything they've been offered before. That there is a kingdom that is given to them where Jesus answers the question, there's got to be something more, what is it? And and he uses the the day-to-day things that people deal with in order to point them to that direction. For instance, Jesus healed a paralytic man this week in our reading. Someone who had craved to just to be able to walk. And Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. He rises up and he walks. But Jesus used these, these situations. A, a, a man who, the epileptic, we, we saw this week, All sorts of problems to say there's got to be something more. And when they're healed even, they're not getting everything that they desire unless they look to Jesus and his kingdom. I want you to read as we continue to read the life of Jesus this week because he he will go to their spiritual need through their physical need. It's as if that sickness or that ailment or that, that, that problem that they have in life is pointing them to the truth that there is something more that they need to grasp in life. If you have your Bible, I want to invite you to open up to John chapter 6 if you're not there already. Every person that had a problem that Jesus helped had another problem after. And you've been there. You've been sick. You've had problems. You've resolved problems in life. The next problem is just waiting to come. Surely there's something more. With that in mind, with that in mind John chapter 6, verse 1. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the sea Of galilee which is the sea of tiberias a large crowd was following him why were they following him because they too wanted to be healed of their problem they knew there had to be something better than what they were living now a large crowd followed him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick jesus went up to the mountain there he sat down with the disciples now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Now this was a feast they all would have known. They all celebrated. We see our Egyptians here started from the Egyptian <laughs> captivity. Jesus was going to institute to them a new Passover, if you will. He was going to inter- introduce to them the Passover as of himself, That he is the greater solution. Let's keep going. Verse 5. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And he said this to test Philip, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get even bread. A little now here we we, we see as we, we read the story we see something about Jesus that maybe you have noticed but maybe you've never really noticed and that is this Jesus had a compassion Jesus cared for people and I want I want you to understand and see it Jesus cared for people more than just giving them Bread, And we're going to watch that play out in John chapter 6. This is such a a beautiful crafting of of how John gives to us Jesus caring for the physical to bring them to the spiritual. So let me stop for a moment and, and encourage you in this. Have you had problems that have weighed you down recently? Have you had a situation that has burdened you where you've had to go to the Lord in prayer? Have you had a situation where you find yourself thinking, oh, there's got to be more to life than this? Maybe the Lord has brought this thing into your life to point you to spiritual truth and a spiritual solution. Because that is what is happening here in John chapter 6. Let me keep reading. In verse 8, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many people? And Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number, probably closer to fifteen to 20,000 people in total, most scholars estimate, Jesus then took the loaves, and we had given thanks. He distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told the disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled how many baskets full? Twelve baskets with the fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. And when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This indeed is the prophet who has come into the world. Notice the message that they receive. Jesus meets the physical need. What's wrong with them? They're hungry. Just like y'all are right about now. Maybe you've got another hour by the time the sermon is over. You're hungry. There's a need. And Jesus fills it, not just to fill their stomach, but what do they recognize? That he is something other than just a guy with a taco truck. He's someone who can make tacos out of nothing. This is the Jesus that we know. Not only does he make it, but he also makes enough for there to be leftovers for each of his disciples. What do you think the message was there? That even for each of his disciples that he gave not only enough for their need but abundantly. All the character of Jesus is so good. Not only does he care for you, Christian? Are you hearing me, Christian? Not only does he care for you, he cares for you abundantly. But not only does he care for you abundantly, physically, he cares for you abundantly, spiritually. Let's keep going in the story. Verse 15. Perceiving then they were about to come and take him by force to make him king. Interesting, isn't it? How can you make a king a king? He was already a king. Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat and started across the sea. To Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not come to them. The sea became rough because of a strong wind that was blowing. And when they had rowed about three or four miles, that's a long way, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat. Say, What? And they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately (coughs) the boat was at the land to which they were going. Imagine being a disciple on this boat and seeing this most incredible act of Jesus and his miraculous work. He has cared for the people. He has given to them exactly what they need in their time of need. And now he has shown himself miraculously to be one that can walk on water. He is proving a purpose. And let me introduce that to you if I, if I may. Jesus is introducing to his disciples that looking around, they have a perception of what life is supposed to be. They have a perception of what life is. They've eaten bread their whole life. They know what it is. They've fished on the water their whole life. They know what it is. And Jesus just transforms that, everything around them, to say, it's not that that, that bread is merely bread. It's, It's a tool for me to show you I can do whatever I want. It's not that water is that thing you fish in. It's for me to show you I can walk on it and do whatever I want. Jesus is using the physical realm to give to them the spiritual realm. There must be something more. Christian, do you look around at the physical world around you? Do you see the power of God? Do you see that there must be something more? You see, there's a shallowness to all of the things that are around us. And unless we see through those things that there is something more to them, we are missing The point. I'd like to say that again. Because repetition is a great tool for learning things. Unless we see that the things around us are shallow. And there's something more. We are what? Missing the point. My family and I spent some time at the beach this weekend. It was beautiful. This week, it was beautiful. Enjoyed it. But I can tell you the sweetest time I had was my time with the Lord this week. There's something more. And whether you're in the valley or whether you're at the top of that mountain, Now, there is something more. Everything that we see, there's something more. Your marriage is more than just being a partner with someone in life. It points to a spiritual reality. Your attendance in this room is more than just a bunch of people in a room. It points to a spiritual reality. Quenonia, togetherness. Your family is more than just a people with the same blood and DNA. It points to fellowship, which is in God. There is something more. Don't miss it. Verse 22. Y'all still with me this morning? this yes. All right. This, all right. Y'all get ready. Y'all get ready. Uh, This is some tough stuff. But it's pointing to things that are more. Verse 22, on the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw there had been only one boat there. And that Jesus had not entered the boat with the disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boat and went to Capernaum. They wanted to find Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them. Truly, I say to you, you listen, y'all, you are seeking me. Not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set His seal. I'm going to read that again in verse 26. Truly I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. There are those in this world who seek Jesus as the bread man. Jesus gives me what I want, therefore I'm going to follow Jesus. There are seasons probably in your life where Jesus is merely a bread man to you. If I do good things, Jesus will bless me. If I live a righteous life, God will give me what I want. He'll make my life better. Church, I want to tell you that Jesus is not merely a bread man. If there's a temptation for Jesus to be the bread man for you, that temptation needs to be addressed. Because Jesus says immediately following that, do not work for the food that perishes, but for food that endures to eternal life. Miss Jessica King made a statement to me one time that I'll never forget. You said it this week. What will matter 10,000 years from now? You know, bread gets moldy, right? You know that, Peyton? And so one time I put some bread out in my my shop, my garage, because I go fishing with bread, and I left it out there. I came back about a week later, it was a big thing of green powder. Maybe it might have been long in the week, but it was nasty, moldy. Bread molds. What's going to matter 10,000 years from now? And that's Jesus' perspective here. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures to everlasting, eternal life. Christian man reminds you, Jesus is your bread man. But he's not merely your bread man, he is giving you bread. So that you see him as the eternal bread for you the bread that does not perish the bread that does not mold the bread that that lasts or endures for eternal life this is the bread that jesus offers and i want to ask you you may be ministering to someone you may be praying for someone you may be Regularly praying for someone in your family or friend that needs the Lord Jesus Christ. Point them to eternal bread. The temptation is to try to woo people even to Jesus as a bread man. Merely point them to eternal life. There is a yearning and a crying inside of everyone for the eternal We spend millions and even, dare I say, billions of dollars as a society and as a world trying to figure out what is there more than this. We want to go to Mars because there's got to be more than this planet Earth. We want to go to the moon. We want to develop things and sell them on Amazon because there's got to be more than what I'm experiencing just now. Well, Jesus tells them that and they say, all right, all right. Verse 30, then what sign do you do that we may see you and believe? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven. Yo, don't give Moses credit for that. That was God. That was the grace of God who gave you true, who gave you true bread from heaven. Verse 33, for the bread of God is he is a person who comes down from heaven and gives life. The world. It's more than just bread. This is life. Jesus gives life. And they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Now hear these words of Jesus. Hear these words of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. What does that mean? That means if you think and know that there's something more in this life, if you know there's an eternal craving, a craving that can't be satisfied by anything in this room, in this city, at the Walmart or at the Amazon. There is a satisfaction that comes through Jesus Christ that can't be met by any other need because there is a need that comes spiritually in your life that has no solution except for Jesus Christ the Lord. I thought somebody say amen. There you go, Granny, I heard you. There's a need that only Jesus can feel. If you're praying for someone, if you're here this morning... And you don't know that need and they don't know that need. The the solution is the bread that causes people never to hunger again. And that is Jesus Christ, the Lord. He who believes in me shall never thirst. He who comes to me shall never hunger. Verse 36, but I said to you that you have seen me and yet you do not believe. I'm telling you these words to your face and you don't believe. Believe me. Verse 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me. i me read that again. All that the Father gives to me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, what will happen, Church? Jesus said, I'll never cast them out, verse 37. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he, the Father, has given to me, but I will raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him Should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. This is a passage filled with so much. This is a sermon of its own. But let me give you a summary of what Jesus is saying here I am life giving, I am the sustenance. Of eternal life. I have talked with many people in my years, especially being a a minister, where people are asking questions and they're seeking answers somewhere. And so one of the places people seek answers is to talk to a pastor. I've heard. Really tough stories, situations, life, gosh, just things that make my heart hurt that I've heard from people. And the message that I give them is the message that Jesus gave to us is that Jesus is life. And as hard as those situations are and as many of them as I can't even relate to. There is more than anything in this world, than anything around you in this room or at home when you get home or on that phone as you scroll, 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 can ever do to satisfy your soul. And you realize it. Everyone realizes it. They're looking Jesus in the face and he says, you don't believe me. But everyone that the Father gives to me, will believe. And he says, whoever comes to me, I won't cast away, because I am the one who gives life to all that desire it. What does that mean? Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Anyone that wants to seek Jesus, anyone who has been, Born again, as he told Nicodemus, who desires to know him, he will never cast away. And not only that, you see that he will never lose. Not one of those who are his. Your salvation, Christian, is a sure, is surer than the sun coming up tomorrow morning. Everyone who looks on the sun will have eternal life. Jesus says, there is eternal life, and it is found only in me. These words are difficult, but they're meant to be. Watch what happens in verse 41. Y'all still with me this morning? What a passage, y'all. What a passage. What a passage. Verse 41, I can't even do it justice. So the Jews grumble about him, verse 41, because they said, I am the bread. Because Jesus said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he say I've come down from heaven? And so Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. Now, what phrase have we seen Jesus repeat over and over and over? I will do what? Raise him up on the last day. There is a promise. There is a commitment to you, Christian, that on the last day, what is that last day? What's the last day that this world you look around and you can feel and touch? It's the last day that's going to exist as, it is, as we know it. It's the last day before Jesus completely renews our existence for all eternity. Well, my boys have really been asking me about, uh, about end times lately. and We've talked through a lot of it. It's been really, really good. I, I think you guys are watching this morning. Good morning. We've talked about how there will be a transformation of what we have. We studied it in this room. There's a picture on the wall in there. It's going to be a transformation. And and that's the last day. All that we know and experience is going to be renewed. And and Romans 8 says all all of creation cries out for this renewal. But Jesus says, I will raise you up on the last day. So, Christian, I want to give you hope. Some of you may be here when Jesus returns on that last day living. Some of you won't. But all of you, Christian, will be raised up on the last day. If you want to read about that, you go 1 Corinthians 15. Gives you a whole lot on that. Beautiful story. But Jesus says this. I don't want to gloss over this because this is the assurance That God's people will be saved. Look what he says. Jesus says in verse 44. Do you see it there? I want to give you confidence. Those who are ministering to others. Be faithful in your ministry to others. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. Those who are in Christ will be drawn in Christ in a way that is undeniable. Jesus keeps all of his own. And this is so beautiful that he cares so much, no matter how sinful, no matter how far gone. Think of the prodigal son who went and did everything he wasn't supposed to do, but Jesus Got him. Hey, Christian, are you here this morning? Christian, are you here? Guess what? Jesus got you, didn't he? He got you, didn't he? Verse 45, as it is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. In other words, God's going to get them. They're going to learn by the hand of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. I'm going to read that again. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father. This is the Spirit doing His work, doing the Father's bidding. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father does what? Comes to me. Let me stop for a moment. Are you hearing from the Father this morning? Do you hear the Spirit call and convict and convince you this morning? Don't waste any time, any more time. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Come today. Verse 46, not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. He quotes back from Isaiah 54. (coughs) and then he goes back i am the bread of life your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and what happened Uh, y'all look at if you don't have your bible look at verse 48 this is the whole point of the message today this is the whole. this is almost all of what he's been talking about this entire chapter comes to verse 48 I am the bread of life. I give real eternal life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness. And what happened? Somebody tell me. They died. (laughs) Look around. Look around. Hey, young folks, look around. Look around. The people that are sitting right next to you, you know what's going to happen to them one day? They're going to die braden one day you will not be smiling you will die one day but jesus gives the answer for what happens after that everybody that ate manna in the desert they die they weren't thinking about dying they were thinking about surviving In the desert, but all of them died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. There's got to be something more. And Jesus answers that question there is. And you find it in me. What's your application this morning? Here's your application. As a Christian, God made this world for you to enjoy. Go catch fish. Go watch a, a good movie. Go to the game. Enjoy that sweet... Read a book. Enjoy what God has given you. That's the message of Ecclesiastes, right? Enjoy it. But as you enjoy each of those things, remember that the joy that you get will fade. And the joy that you get from reeling in that big fish will be over. And the joy that you get from seeing the, the ending of the movie when everything works out will end. And remember that all of these things that we look around and see, Jesus is reminding us day by day, moment by moment, there is something more. So here's your application. Do mostly what will matter 10,000 years from now. That something that will matter in eternity. Invest your resources there. Do not, Jesus said like this, do not store up treasures here on earth where what? Moth and rust destroy. But store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt. Give your life to something that matters. If you don't know the Lord Jesus this morning, don't waste any more time. Give your life to what matters. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am living bread that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Right here, Egyptian Joe here. He's going to be hanging out. One week from today, ready to tell people that the boils hurt. But hell hurts a lot worse than those boils. And we want to find deliverance. And we've got all these places for people to go and all these trunks for people to do. For them to see that Jesus is what really matters. Is there something more? Yes. And I want you, church, to tell them. Yes, there's something more. And when they throw their beanbag or their ring toss or whatever they're doing, and they fail or succeed, you tell them, great job. I want you to know that Jesus saves sinners that repent. And that Jesus is the bread of life. And Jesus gives you something that will last forever. And talk to parents and say, Hey, we want you to know we're here because we believe, we put all this effort into this thing. Because we believe a thousand years from now, we want people to have heard the message that Jesus saves sinners that repent. And so I say to you this morning the same Jesus that preached this message gave his life. He died on the cross, bloody, hurting for you, that you might have eternal life and peace with God. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you are under his wrath. Jesus says, John 3:36, that the wrath of God remains upon you. And my hope and prayer is that that wrath can be covered by the blood that Jesus shed for all who would believe. Will you receive and believe that Jesus Christ and his kingdom are the eternal? Brothers and sisters, we have a message to share. And that message is this. Jesus saves sinners that repent. Do you believe it? Church, do you believe it? Are we willing to share that message that Jesus is the bread of life? That there is something more? Let's walk out of these doors and let's go share that with people. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, for the message that Jesus does save sinners that repent, that there is something more. And his name is Jesus. God, equip us and help us to share that message faithfully with others. We love you, Lord. Open our eyes day by day that we might know you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.